0: hello and welcome to connected the business post technology podcast brought in association with Dell Technologies Ireland. I'm Emmett Ryan and welcome back. So yeah we are right in the flow of things 2021 here and with you and we're having a great blast as ever to get connected as soon as it drops. Best way to do it is subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts and uh, if you get a chance give us an old five-star review there on whatever platform you're on as well. It always helps with getting more people to see the show is out there. Tell your friends, tell everybody. But today we've got a great guest and it is Log McCarthy. He is joining us from a Accenture, where he is the managing director of their cloud business. Don Logue, welcome to Connected.
1: Thanks very much, Emmett. It's fantastic to be here. What a wonderful topic to be talking about today. Very exciting.
0: You know, it's like we, we, we love to get down and dirty here with some of the, sort of so the heavier stuff and we find a way to make it easier to understand. So we're talking about your re- report, Secure Cloud, and uh, it's a whole lot of barriers, basically, because we're seeing loads of companies are using cloud. No, that's not exactly that. Exact. Loads of people are using cloud. Indeed, I'll be uploading the recording this to the cloud afterwards. But uh, we're finding that an awful lot of companies aren't getting the full value they expect from what they invest in cloud. And that's one of the things, you know, we're we're sort of looking at with this report you've developed so i suppose to ask the obvious to state it all out Log, uh, you know what's holding uh, leaders back and getting the most out of their cloud services?
1: Yeah, look, there's, there are many reasons why organizations are finding it difficult to see the return in value in cloud. And I suppose in a secure cloud context, we're really focused on areas like security and compliance and how those things can be brought to bear more effectively in order for organizations to kind of really take advantage of cloud. And I think it's about that taking advantage, because I think when you look at, you know, what impact is cloud having on organizations? It's not just a technology play. It is really a focus on bringing bringing, you know, technology, business, and innovation together in a new way of delivery for these organizations. And I think what we're seeing is that places that have really embraced those pillars and looked at cloud holistically in terms of how they're organized, the kind of people on their teams, the processes that they have, and not just looking at it as a pure technology play. Those are the organizations that get to realize those benefits as quickly as possible. And I suppose. Being part of a cloud business in Accenture, you know, we're very heavily involved in helping organizations identify what those areas are and how they can quickly adopt cloud. Because I think right now it is all about accelerating that adoption.
0: And I suppose in terms of sort of what those opportunities are, what they can do, give us some ideas of basically what the options are out there to make sure they can actually do it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, it's very interesting to think about organizations that, let's say, would have gone to cloud a number of years ago and would have seen it as a purely technology play are now looking at the investments they've made and saying, well, do we really need to optimize what we have? So one of the things I'm involved in quite a lot is in this cloud optimization activity, which is really about understanding where you're spending your money today. Did you select the right technology to begin with and what impact did adopting cloud have on the internal workings of your organization? Because if we think about what makes a business case for cloud, it's really three things. There's the the infrastructure optimization. So in other words, there's the choices we make from a technology point of view. There's the productivity within our IT business. So when we adopt cloud, what impact are we, are we thinking cloud is going to have within how we're organized as an IT business? And then from a business productivity point of view, are we going to be able to deliver for our customers faster, quicker, respond to the market, beat the competition? And it is about combining all those three things to underpin getting that value from cloud because the business case for cloud from the beginning has, has those three pillars at its heart. And if you don't really turn the dial on all three, it can be incredibly challenging for an organization to move to the cloud and then through the cloud, because that's actually the key. It's not a destination. It's about what you do after you get there is just as important as getting there in the first place.
0: Well, if we're going with you, it's not a destination; it's a journey thing, I suppose, or not about it. We should really go back to a bit of sort of how you ended up doing what you do, because you've been in the sector uh, for about twenty years, I believe. Which you know, obviously, log's voice hides his wonderful vast experience with that youthful voice. But uh, so I suppose, what sort of attracted you to working in this particular end of tech, and uh, you know, how did you end up, you know, doing it with a centre? Well, actually,
1: so my career started, uh, I went to University of Limerick, studied electronic engineering, and I was very lucky to get into a graduate program with Nortel Networks, which was, you know, the Canadian telco based in Galway. And that was a wonderful graduate program that really set me up for success. And I ended up working in Galway for a number of years, but then very quickly moved abroad, worked in Australia, the UK, the US, France, all in software engineering roles. So I ended up being in organizations that were developing digital solutions in indus, in insurance, in healthcare, in lots of different areas. But as those organizations grew, they started to look at the cloud as perhaps an opportunity for them to expand, grow, and just get those building blocks weaved together to help them deliver faster for their customers customers. And I was in the middle of those engineering teams getting that experience. And I was very lucky that I was there at the right time. And that got me into the cloud. And then, of course, I built upon that over the years and, and, and uh, lucky enough to be in Accenture now, helping to grow our cloud business. But really, my, my role for our clients is helping them understand how they navigate the choices that they have within the cloud and helping them adopt the right cloud solution for their business because it's absolutely about making choices and about taking advantage of what cloud can bring to complement what they already have within their their technology state and their business estate and that's that's really the difference, I think, that um, that we, we bring to these conversations.
0: And as suppose well as when we're looking at that, you've got a few areas you've highlighted here, uh, you know, sort of as areas to particularly look at when it comes to sort of improving what you do with your cloud. So I well suppose one of them we want to talk about first is the design aspect, like sort of what, you know, you can do just sort of designing it basically so around the cloud, essentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, I suppose, for many of our clients, it's going to be a hybrid journey. So when we talk about What does the cloud landscape look like for many organizations? It's absolutely going to be a combination of, we've got lots of assets that are perhaps in a co-located data center or in our own uh, data center. We would like to take advantage of cloud, but do it in a way that is safe, secure, and actually does allow us to get that agility and that flexibility that we hear so much about. So actually, the design of your cloud infrastructure and how you adopt cloud will very much be there to complement your existing investments and make choices in the assets. You have some will be cloud ready, some will need to be retired, some you can re platform in the cloud. And we, you know, our early conversations are really in that kind of discovery conversation to say, you know, let's see what you have that is best suited for the cloud and start there. But very quickly, as we do that, how can we support you in reshaping how your organization then manages the cloud? Because it is different. And you, you need to really look carefully at the shape of your IT organization from an operational point of view to really understand when we do migrate to the cloud and when we do take on these new fantastic services and technology, how are we going to manage those things? How are we going to continuously optimize? Because it is a very different way of managing your IT business than managing servers, and assets that you can touch look at feel that are in front of you
0: Uh, within that there's one stat here from your report here which jumped out to me which is that the greatest uh, barrier really to getting sort of return of investment from cloud according to sort of senior it executives 65% of them in fact said this was that you know uh, security and risk compliance are just a huge issue so explain to us why that's an issue and how it can be resolved
1: yeah I, I think it's a combination of a number of things I think in a lot of um, a lot of organizations are really struggling with the regulatory uh, requirements that they have within their industry. So if you're in financial services you have a whole set of things that you need to comply with um, if you're in public sector, you have a whole other set of things you need to comply with and I think it's about really understanding that you have a set of policies and and uh, you know security postures let's say that are very much orientated towards where your business has come from. But when you look at going to the cloud, you need to revisit some of those and not at all to reduce the level of surety that you have across your estate or any of those things, but it's about really understanding cloud is different how is adopting cloud going to impact my current security policies and procedures and how I go about and do that? And to really do it in a deliberate way, because I think going to the cloud does not replace the need for a really clear cybersecurity strategy. And I think having that front and center that is cloud-friendly, let's say, but also, you know, adheres to all of your your, your existing kind of uh, corporate policies and so on. Really, is an important factor in ensuring that yes, you want to go to cloud, but you also want to ensure that if you've got engineering teams, business users within your organisation, can they innovate in the cloud? Can they experiment? All these words are really important. Is that flexibility in adopting services? going to be front and center in how you adopt cloud. Because if you try and apply your current positioning and your current thinking, to some of these cloud services, what you're going to find is that adoption of that those services is going to be quite slow, it's going to be quite hard, and the kind of promise of cloud you will not realize within your organization. So I think for me, it's about being really deliberate and really coming at it from the point of view of, we want to do this safely, securely, but we absolutely want to take advantage of the behaviors, the services that should come with adopting cloud.
0: Now, all of this, I'm just screaming in my head whenever you're saying it, log, is it's going to require some bodies and some rather good bodies at the that in order to make it work we're talking cloud here but i mean pretty much anything in uh, it right now there is a huge talent shortage like ready-made skills just not easy to acquire at all so how can we sort of you know address that talent issue because if we're going to do this and it's a load of companies fighting for the same bodies and of course that makes it a pretty expensive market great for the talent obviously but um you know how do how do we address that because it is a shortage issue which means executing is going to be a challenge
1: yeah no absolutely and 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 let's be completely honest there's absolutely a shortage of talent in in probably every country that's starting to see cloud cloud really accelerate um such as we're seeing in ireland especially in a post kind of in a in a COVID 19 uh, pandemic world where this business resiliency thing is is so important but I think in terms of talent, I think there's, there's kind of three ways You know, we look at it for sure is lots of organizations, including my own. We have fantastic people. So you've got to look at yourselves first and go, okay, what can I do to retrain and reframe perhaps some of the roles and some of the people we have within our organization to help them build up that cloud fluency? Because in essence, that's a kind of turn of phrase that really describes whether you're in the business, whether you're in technology, whether you're in operations, that cloud fluency is key in understanding what is going to change when we adopt this this, um, new technology, this new ways of working. And I think you can look in your own organization, you start there. But I think secondly, absolutely, as we, for example, recruit our graduates this year, you know. The first thing they're going to learn is all about cloud, because that is what our clients are looking for. They're looking for those skills across every aspect of it. People that can manage cloud migrations, people that can implement migration to cloud, and people that can develop new services in the cloud. Because let's be clear, you know, when you do all that kind of migration activity and you get the stuff from your private data center into the cloud, that's the start. You then start moving very quickly into, okay, we've got new objectives within our business. We really want to beat the competition. We want to accelerate delivery. Who's going to be there to help me marry all these building blocks together and deliver these products, these services? So we're really heavily invested in doing that. And I mean, if you even look at our uh, cloud first announcement where we're investing $3 billion globally in our own business to build up that cloud capability and to continue to take advantage of the cloud practitioners we have today to allow us to address that market need, because we see it in pretty much every jurisdiction that many organizations through diff- and are tackling the cloud journey at different points, which makes it a really interesting place to be, but also obviously quite a complex area. You know, we're really heavily invested in building up our own capability to service those clients.
0: Well, given you mentioned Unologue and investment in your own company, that is sort of the ding, ding, ding bell for the Emmett's dad question as it's known to regular listeners of Connected, which is, don't explain to me, explain to my 86-year-old father, who is uh, not tech savvy by his very much own admission, by the way, folks, if you all think I'm working on my dad whenever I ever ask this question, he's uh, quite happy to just go, Emmett, how do I do that? And uh, then I just end up doing it for him. But uh, explain what exactly sort of the, the cloud business in Accenture really does in a language he'd understand.
1: Yeah. So I I guess it's quite simple, really. I think from my perspective, what we're trying to do for our clients is make adoption for cloud as simple as possible and take that complexity out of the conversation to help them navigate what actually is quite a complex landscape. So I think what we're trying to do is match what is important to your business with these fantastic services that are available in the cloud and build up that picture for you that allows you to take advantage of the things that are most important to you from the cloud, weave them together like building blocks, and then deploy them into your organization. So whether that is building a new service, building new products, uh, efficiency savings within your existing business across operations or technology or business. I see myself and our business as a navigation. We're, we're a translator. We help you navigate the cloud to really tailor the answer to what's most important to your business. Because actually, there are lots of choices, and sometimes for organisations and for business leaders within those organisations, navigating that complexity is a real challenge. And I think, I guess, we we think of ourselves as the glue between those organisations and those hyperscalers. You know, whether it's Google, Microsoft, or AWS to help our clients navigate that.
0: Well, I'm going to come back to you on the complexity of the cloud in a minute, but there's another complex matter that the whole world's been dealing with lately. And for you, because you've got a pretty large team you're working with there, what's it been like sort of, you know, managing all that throughout the last 12, 10 months, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, all of us are working from home. I think it's been a real, you know, lots of our teams and lots of individuals within my own team have dealt with it in different ways. I think we were very lucky, you know, in Accenture, I suppose we have for a long time had a very strong digital workplace, you know, set of tools. So we all use, um, you know, Microsoft Teams. And we were kind of set up to already collaborate through document sharing, working collaboratively digitally. But, of course, we had to accelerate all that, like uh, all organizations globally. In a matter of days, people who'd never really worked from home had to work from home. And I think there was a there's probably a number of phases to that. There was probably the reaction bit at the beginning where everyone just got settled. Then there was the kind of bit in the middle, which is, you know, this is going to be here for a while. So we've got to kind of establish ways of working to help each other navigate this. So whether that's, you know, no meeting Fridays, regular check-ins with each other and really listening, I think, to, you know, different people have different ways of coping with the situation we find ourselves in. And I think as a leader within our business, I spend a lot of time with my team really listening and helping them navigate that. Because in Accenture, we have lots of mechanisms we've put in place to help our people cope with this working from home, children sometimes that are in school and now obviously out of school, it puts in a lot of stress on a lot of our teams. And we're very sensitive to that. And I think it's key at the moment that we, that we all do that as much as possible. So I think that that's my my top focus
0: at the moment is really well-being for my team and for my clients. And I suppose looking at sort of that, that well-being aspect, because when it comes to the cloud, there is complex matters. And there are many dimensions of complexity here to deal with, because we've mentioned sort of, you know, public, private, hybrid, multi. I mean, there's a lot here. So how do you how do you sort of deal with that? Because, you know, you've got to make sure that the client you're dealing with is not going to be overawed by all this. Yeah, no, look,
1: I think that's a great question. And it absolutely happens. You know, let's be clear, they absolutely do get over um overwhelmed with the number of choices available. And I think it comes down to really understanding the context in which that organization sits, the industry segment they're in, the regulations that they they fall under. So if you're a financial services client, you have certain considerations. If you're in healthcare, you have other considerations. And I think it's about really making those choices that are appropriate for the business. So because it all comes down to a business case and a value case for cloud. So, for example, if you've made investments in your on-premise infrastructure and you've got lots of capacity left, you know, fantastic. Continue to leverage that investment because actually what you should use the cloud for is perhaps some of the new things that you're going to do. Start plucking those building blocks out of the cloud, weave them together and start building some of your new services and deploy other different types of workloads into your on-premise infrastructure. For other organizations, they've invested a number of years ago in their own hardware. That has now, you know, that asset has come to an end. They need to renew. So this is a, you know kind of like a compelling event, let's say for them, where they do actually have a strong business case to really retire much of their assets within their own data center and move to the public cloud. And we're seeing those behaviors as well. But you can see from my answer, Actually navigating that is very, very specific to each of our clients. Whether they're starting from a business transformation standpoint, some a rapid migration sometimes, new development or new growth prospects. All we do a lot of work with our clients at the very beginning of the conversation to understand where are you as a business? Because that directly impacts where you need to get to next. And we work them very carefully to navigate that because as I said, it's about making the right choices.
0: Now, I've deliberately left this question to the backside of the podcast, because normally when people commission reports and we talk about reports, we usually ask the why do you commission at the front end of these sort of shows. And the reason I didn't was I actually wanted to get to the content first. But I suppose for those, you know, who they've, they've listened to this, they've probably, I hope, been enthralled by the content. They better have. They listen to Connected. Like, I, I trust the cult to listen intently to everything we say. But what was the actual rationale behind the report in the first place, said Don Logue?
1: Well, I think right now, you know, if you asked a, a CIO or a CEO or a COO, you know, what is one of the, if they haven't yet adopted cloud as kind of a front and center part of their strategy, and if you ask them, what are one of the things that concern you well, security and risk is going to come up? And I think it's about pulling a thread on exactly what are their challenges, but what are the solutions? What are the answers? And what should you think about when you think about security in the cloud? And I think for me, as of course, a, a proponent of cloud and, a, a, and somebody who thinks about this quite a lot... I think it's about bringing Some of the thinking from cloud and from a security point of view to bear into these organisations, like threat detection, like the additional protections actually that the cloud will bring to your business. It's not about that. It's it's going to impact you less. It's actually that there is a an amazing amount of services and technology that actually will allow you to put additional protections on your business, and those are there to be used. And we can explain that and really bring you through a process that really brings that to life. And because I think what's really interesting about those conversations is. Probably a number of years ago, you might have been talking to the the CISO or the CIO or the IT department about these things. This is now being discussed at board level. The CEO, the COO, the CFO, they are involved in understanding, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that I need to adopt cloud. Can you please help translate why I should? And if you talk to the CFO, they want to know about cost transparency. If you talk to the COO, they want to know it's going to impact how we're organized. And the CEO wants to know, does this help me deliver on my strategic objectives and i think being able to have those conversations tailored to the various contexts of each of those individuals allows us to navigate that and one of one of those critically important pillars is the concept of security and security
0: in the cloud but that leads me to the last sort of big one i want to ask you which don't love. when you're talking about sort of that conversation and who you're having it with because we're both doing what we do quite a while and i've even noticed when i'm interviewing someone in in you know sort of tech positions within a company now they're very different to where they were you know in terms of what they do in the company their role in the company 10 15 years ago and i suppose for you work-wise because obviously on one hand it's great you're now dealing with people who are at the board level but on the other i'm guessing communications wise it's different because you're not talking to for one of a better way of putting it a hardcore nerd who speaks jargon you're speaking to well they might speak jargon because they are working in corporate roles but they're speaking they speak a different language of jargon and they aren't necessarily hardcore nerds so what's it like talking to them when you're trying to explain the hows and whys
1: Yeah, I I think actually cloud is a really interesting area for exactly that. It's a great question for exactly that area, because I think a lot of organizations want to understand, okay, I know it's this thing over here that I really need to be concerned about, but how do you translate that into what I'm trying to achieve from a business perspective? And actually, that is my job. How can I translate what the organization wants to achieve by linking it to this fantastic technology and way of working that's over on the left-hand side. And that is what I spend a lot of my time doing is translating that for organizations. To give you an example, you know, an organization that I will be speaking, you know, that I've spoken to in the last number of months is in the, you know, agri tech sector. Sustainability is a huge component of their mission statement. It underpins everything they need to do and so making sure that they understand you know what part will that play in us achieving our mission statement again talking to um a healthcare organization where they need to deliver services to their multitude of customers that are remote around Ireland and around the world how can this technology help them do that and i think it comes back to probably something close to my own heart which is you know how can i link this technology to the purpose of the organization and to the purpose of the individuals who are leading those organizations because that is what matters And I think, actually, if you come up a level from the technology itself, there are amazing stories that really bring to life how you can use this technology to make a real impact with these organizations. And I think that's what I spend a lot of time doing. And very quickly, you turn to the other side and you're talking to the IT team who want to understand, I want to experiment. I'm really excited about this. Can you now talk to me technically about how I do that? And again, it's about putting in those guardrails and ways of working for those guys so that they can start to experiment in the cloud, sitting within this kind of safe confines of, of uh, their organization. And I think that kind of really illustrates the, the two worlds and, and how they kind of come together is that you're, you're delivering the promise of the organization, but you're also enabling the people within that organization to get excited, to get mobilized, and to start using this technology.
0: And Donald, just to, uh, before I thank you, guys, say, always good to see somebody mentioning agri-tech because, as I, any regular in this show knows, the best people for being most progressive and, frankly, picky when it comes to tech-to-use is people who work in agriculture, like, you know, from your regular farmer to everybody else in the sector. Because if it if it works, they'll jump on it. If it doesn't, they won't. They are probably the most tech-savvy people I've ever come across, uh, which, you know, loads of other townies like me go, you're it goes, no, tr-, because it has to work. And if it works, they'll use it. If it doesn't, they won't. You, you can be more, you know, wishy-washy about it. Like, you know, I can be more wishy-washy about it. They can't. So, download on that, if people want to learn more about Secure Cloud and about what you do, where can they go? They can go to
1: Accenture.com and have a look at many of the insights, including Secure Cloud, that we have available. And, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic resource, and there's lots of information there on how you can accelerate your journey to cloud.
0: And thanks, Dunlug McCarthy of Accenture for joining us. That was absolutely fantastic, to be honest, and uh, really insightful. Into what is a pretty deep and uh, quite often complex area to understand, but I think we simplified it plenty for all of you listeners into the Cult of Connected today. As ever, Connected is brought to you by Dell Technologies Ireland and produced by Jack O'Kennedy. The best way to keep in touch with us is, of course, to subscribe and, you know, tell your friends, tell everybody, but also to hit me up on Twitter, at EmmettJ J. Ryan. And any questions you have or anyone you want to hear on the show, let us know and we'll see what we can do. And until next time, I'll keep being Emmett Ryan. Thank you.